Thank you for tuning in to Respect My Crown. Respect My Crown is a community designed to support women who desire to step into the abundance that awaits them. We know that right now is the time for us to manifest our visions and realize our dreams and accomplish our goals. And Respect My Crown is a support to women to deepen in spirituality sisterhood, accountability, and service. I am super excited to have this very special guest on the phone with us today. Sal Lu is a certified yoga instructor, a food lover, a world explorer, and a holistic health advocate. She is passionate about the holistic lifestyle and believes in true healing and happiness that comes from the food that we eat and the lifestyle that we live. Through her own experiences, she's discovered joy in helping others to reach their optimum health. And I am telling you right now, if you go to her Instagram um, and you see the combination of healthy eating and exercising, meditation and mindfulness and sustainable living, you're going to fall in love with this woman. She is the creator behind Wealthy Being, a health and wellness website that focuses on holistic lifestyle habits. Please welcome my girl, Val, to the Respect My Crown podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am really excited to have you because there are so many women who are on this journey, you know, wanting to be more healthy, wanting to be, uh, you know, to have just a better lifestyle and, you know, and to leave these generational curses behind with the ways that we've been doing things from the past and helping our, you know, younger people to see there is a, a better way to live. And it's not so complicated as people think. Um, what point in your life did you truly start caring about health and wellness? Or have you been like this all your life? Well, you know, growing up, I've always been a pretty active kid playing sports and you know, being involved in like different groups at school. So I was always pretty active in that sense. But the real push for me to start truly caring about my health and wellness was well into my 20s. I'd been living with an autoimmune disease. I have psoriasis and I'd been, you know, I'd had it since I was five years old. And it was one day in my 20s, I remember I was laying in bed and I just thought, you know what? I am so sick of dealing with this. I am so sick of feeling like it's my identity. And it was that that point when I was like, you know what, I need to, you know, do my research, figure out a way to deal with this and not, not continue using medication anymore. Because at that point, mm -hmm. I had been gone, you know, gone through so many different types of medication, from oral pills, to, you know, cold tar, shampoos, medicated shampoos, steroid creams. I mean, anything you could possibly think of, I had done it at that point. And I was so sick yeah. of it. You know, I wanted to heal myself from the inside out. And I had been reading about so many other, you know, people who had this sort of disease. And it was on different psoriasis forums where, they're like, you know, it, it obviously has a lot to do with what we eat and how much inflammation that we have in our bodies. And so I started taking that knowledge and going into an elimination diet so that I could 
pretty much eliminate and figure out what were my trigger foods that were causing Mm -hmm. me, you know, all of this inflammation in my body. And so the three, like off the top of my head, the three different types of trigger foods for me that I worked with were gluten, dairy, and soy, which is, you know, a lot of people are allergic to these types of foods. So I figured, you know what, let's start with these three and kind of see where it goes. And I kid you not, within, I want to say it was like two or three weeks of eliminating each of these different types of um, ingredients, my skin, my patches, they all sort of just disappeared. And it was the craziest thing I had ever experienced. Wow. Isn't that nuts? Oh, yeah. The elimination diet. What does that look like? Did you say, okay, for X amount of weeks, I'm just not going to eat bread first? Mm -hmm. That's exactly what I did. So I gave myself a few weeks on each different type of um, ingredient. So the first week I would, you know, eliminate dairy in all forms like uh, milk and cheese and uh, eggs. And I would journal each day how my body was reacting to it. And so from Mm -hmm. there, I kind of realized that dairy was one of my biggest triggers as well as gluten. And so with soy, and once I had eliminated those three uh, ingredients, my skin cleared my, I also have um, IBS, which my stomach was feeling so much better. I wasn't feeling bloated or having, you know, cramping pain. So it was, it was crazy to me that these three ingredients, simply just removing them from your diet could actually give you, you know, your health back. And it was insane. Oh, wow. I went pescatarian like a couple of years back for like two years mm-hmm. and it wasn't that hard to give up meat at all. You know, I did fish and, right. and like shrimp or something for two years. And, and I, at first I thought it was going to be really challenging and it wasn't mm-hmm. now. However, I love pizza. <laughs> and yeah, girl, the, I know. I, of giving up, you know, pizza was just like, can I do this whole dairy thing? Because mm-hmm. I too, um, I live with uh, vitiligo and, mm-hmm. and I've seen my white patches um, spread and mm-hmm. I've read articles where people have healed themselves by becoming vegan mm-hmm. and, um, and, you know, and I just wonder, well, you know, could that possibly work for me? And, you know, mm-hmm. how do you even get started? Because that's a drastic change, you know, in the process of giving up things. Was it was it difficult for you or did you have cravings for certain things that you loved? And what did you replace with those things? Well, I mean, it, I remember distinctly going into my pantry and just doing like a total clean out of everything that included those ingredients and kind of just starting from, you know, the ground up. So I went, I cleaned everything out. And at that point, I didn't have many, you know, items left in my pantry. So it kind of, you know, pushed me to go and read the nutrition labels at the grocery store so that I was, you know, buying ingredients or items that had ingredients that I could use and that were healthy for me so it gave me a little bit more of a push to be more knowledgeable Mm. 
in understanding the different types of ingredients and different, you know, foods that we eat. And for the most part, I try to cook a lot at home. I try to cook throughout the week. So it wasn't too difficult, but I remember the difficult times were when we would go out and eat, you know, have dinner. It was a little bit tougher because at that time I started this about eight, nine years ago. It's a lot of restaurants hadn't caught on yet, you know, so they didn't have a lot of gluten-free options or, you know, vegan options or dairy-free options. So it was a little bit tougher back then for me to find something that I could eat. And, you know, there's always salad, but who wants to eat salad for dinner all the time, you know? (laughs) So at that point, I remember I would either have to substitute by uh, eating before or eating a little bit of food before. And so, and sometimes I actually let myself have a cheat day here and there just to have a little bit so that I'm not feeling like I can't live. But for the most part, Now, many restaurants have, you know, included these gluten-free options, you know, dairy-free options. And so they're more accommodating now than they were, you know, almost a decade ago. Yeah. I know for me, it, in order to make a lifestyle change, I am a person who needs to be around people who are doing what it is that I ultimately want to do. And so you and I have a mutual friend, Devon, and Devon is vegan. And I remember they invited me to their house last year for Thanksgiving. And I'm not Mm going to lie, immediately I just started rolling my eyes. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to the vegan's house for Thanksgiving (laughs) and what am I going to eat? And so I'm like, I'm going to be starving. And I got there and they had like this vegan macaroni and cheese that I could not tell was vegan at all. It was made from, I don't know, cashews or something. And then, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, spinach and just, there was a a sweet potato pot, sweet sweet potato casserole that was vegan. Mm -hmm. And I just could not, I'm like, wait a minute. I would never have even known that these things were vegan. Are there favorites of yours that um that you could share with people like what are maybe your top three favorite dishes that you're like everyone would probably love this if they just gave it a try well I do make an amazing vegan macaroni and cheese and I use cashews uh potatoes carrots and nutritional yeast and it comes like I remember making it for my husband one time and he He's been pretty supportive on this journey of mine, and he's tried a lot of my creations too, but I have to admit, I was like, are you sure you want to try this? And he said, yes, I want to try it. And he actually loves it. And he is a true meat eater, like completely (laughs) was like, this is amazing. You know, our niece is actually um, dairy. She's allergic to a lot of dairy and a few other sort of allergy ridden, you know, ingredients. And so he was like, this is perfect for her. You know, she's allergic to dairy. You can make this for her and she can totally eat it. And I was like, yes, exactly. This is, this is the kind of response that I want to hear, you know, in, in trying to make food that's healthy, but also tastes good too. And so macaroni cheese is always an item in our house. And I use gluten-free pasta and there's this brand called 
Tinky Tinky Yada that I buy, and they have it at Whole Foods, Central Market, or Sprouts, and it's brown rice pasta. And once you make it, you will not be able to tell the difference between this pasta and pasta that's made from semolina flour, which is a, a wheat gluten-based flour. And it's, wow. it's just as chewy, and, you know, it boils the same, and it's so good for you because it doesn't have that extra gluten in it. And we always Ooh. buy tons of it when we go to the grocery store. So we always have a supply of gluten-free pasta in our, in our pantry. So, yeah, so we always make the macaroni and cheese. We also do another, um, another. it's called Japanese curry, and we have it on rotation all the time. We just had it this past week. <laughs> and it's, it's a different type of curry. It's not very uh, saucy, like soupy, like most curries are. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit mm. of a thicker base. Mm -hmm. It's really good. It's got garam masala, which is an Indian spice, and curry, of course. And there's, you can throw a bunch of vegetables in there. We always cook it with like king oyster mushrooms or like enoki mushrooms because they kind of have a very like filling, protein-filled um, taste to them. So very similar to yeah. meat if you're a meat eater. So we always throw like a bunch of different vegetables in there, including like sweet potatoes. And that's a staple at our house all the time. My husband asks for it all the time and it's it's easy to make. You can make the, the curry base in advance and freeze it, and you just throw these cubes into the pot and cook it up, and it thickens the broth really quickly. Ooh. So you can have dinner in, like, 30 minutes. I'm going to eat that. Yeah, so we do a lot of uh, curries at our house, too. <laughs> Yum. Yeah, that's yeah. here, too. So you haven't converted your 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 bay over to being a no vegan. is it <laughs> not having it <laughs> well you know we still eat we still incorporate meat here and there but I try to at least once or twice a week cook a vegetarian or a vegan meal for him just okay. so he can, yeah. he's more exposed to it and I I'm I haven't gotten to the point where I've fully you know transferred over to a vegan diet. I, I also have beta thalassemia, which is a, a blood disorder where it can look like an iron deficiency, but it's basically anemia. So I need a lot of certain proteins that are found in um, meat products. So I try to eat yeah. some of it, but you know, other times I get the protein from beans or legumes or things like that if I'm having yeah. like a vegetarian meal. So yeah. do your friends pretty much eat healthy? I think for the most part, we try to eat healthy. I mean, there's days where we want to just, you know, have a burger or, you know, have french fries or something like that. But for the most part, most of my girlfriends and friends in our circle are pretty healthy. And it, it's a good way to kind of just feed off of each other. And most of them are pretty active. Um, so it's nice to have groups where we go and do active and fun things together. Like we love hiking and we'll always like set some time on the weekend or something. We're like, let's go hiking this weekend and meet here, you know? So it's, it's good yeah. to have a like-minded group of friends that are willing to be active and healthy with you because then it helps you also become that person as well. Oh my gosh. It That's so true. It's so true. Mm -hmm. I mean, in a way it is true that you are the company you keep. It's like, if my exactly. friends are big about wellness and health and mm -hmm. fitness, then it's probably more likely that 
they'll rub off on me in some way or invite me to participate in some way. Um, let's talk a little bit about your mindfulness practices. You know, where is it that you go to find? Or is it going somewhere? <laughs> Maybe it's how do it, you bring people to where you are? I actually am participating in a company-wide mindfulness meditation challenge right now. And so for the the month of October, your um, the challenge is to meditate every single day for at least 25 days out of the 31 days for at least five minutes a day. And you can go up to, you know, however longer that you want, but the minimum is five minutes a day. And so far, I've only missed two days. So I think I'm on a pretty good streak <laughs> this month. But, for, you know, meditation has been something that, was pretty brand new to me until I think it was a few years ago when one of my therapists, he, you know, kind of introduced it to both me and my husband. And it has been such a wonderful experience to meditate and see the benefits of meditation on your own self. So that's mm. something that I tend to, I mean, I try to do during the week. And sometimes I only get, you know, five minutes, but I try to meditate for more when I have more time. And in doing meditation, that's, that also leads to my yoga practice, which has been not so apparent lately. But for the most part, when I do get on the mat, it's, it's in a way a very meditative practice for me because I'm by myself, you know, I'm focusing on me. And yeah. I'm figuring out, trying to clear my mind and figuring out, you know, all of the things that are going on in my life and trying to keep the stresses low, which is kind of the, you know, goal with my yoga practice. And even with those types of things, you know, they've been so helpful in keeping my stresses low and, you know, figuring out all, you know, how to live this mindfulness lifestyle. Yeah. When did you first start mm -hmm. yoga? I started yoga, like really getting into yoga when I moved back to Houston for a brief time. And that was in 2009. And I remember going to my introduction class at like a 24 hour fitness. And I had no idea what yoga was. And I just went and did it. And I loved it so much that I that in 2016, which was when I got my yoga teacher certification. They really wanted to share this practice with everyone else. I remember mm -hmm. the first time someone asked me about coming to yoga. It was actually um, my pastor at, at, a, at a church I was attending and he mm -hmm. was a yoga instructor. And he said, you know, just come this one time. I promise you, you know, it's, it's, it's going to really help you to release some of the things that are going on in your life. And mm -hmm. I could not understand how an exercise, what I thought was exercise, was going to help me mm -hmm. to like let go of things going on in my life. And I remember yeah. the very first day that I went, I realized it's more about the mind than it is the body. And yeah. um and I was in there boo-hooing, girl. I was just booing. And I'm like, what am I crying? And that was where they told me they're like, this is this is it's normal. Like it's okay. And you're really, you're yeah. really 
getting getting this all out of your system. And I did like a 40 day yoga challenge. It was so incredible. And I really, mm-hmm. I need to go back. And honestly, the only reason why I haven't gone back is just because it's been so expensive. And then, mm-hmm. um, but I just found a place that does, uh, called Black Swan Yoga here in Houston. Yes, and girl. Isn't that the that best place. place ever? It's like, oh, yes. they just want to donate. So whatever you can give them. Yeah. So now I have yeah. no excuse. I actually used to work at their, like, when they just opened in Houston a couple years ago, I worked in their front desk. So it's awesome, like, oh, getting, yeah. you know, discounted yoga. Because <laughs> it's yeah. expensive. Yeah, it is. Ex- it's so expensive, but I see why, you know, it's really, it's it's really beneficial. And if people can just be, you know, consistent with it. I, I love, mm-hmm. particularly, I love the Bikram yoga yeah but um yeah. you know sometimes it gets stinky in there and i'm just like okay i need like one of those <laughs> things under my nose like like people who do autopsy. i need that one so that i can get through a whole 90 yeah. class sometimes when really you think does. of your mindfulness practices outside of yoga and meditation you know what else mm-hmm. do you include in into your practice so if you, so this is kind of a, a place where I find peace in a way. If you follow my Instagram handle, you'll know that I am a huge plant lady and I love plants. I have no idea why I love plants. I just, <laughs> there's just something about growing a plant and having it grow in your home. It's very fulfilling for me. So I'm yeah. a little obsessed with plants and I have a green room in the back of my house, which is, you know, an extension of my home that I've kind of turned into a plant room and it has tons of plants in there. We have like a day bed in there and it's, it's where I practice my yoga and we also use it as our reading room. And it's, it's been basically my peaceful area. And that's where I also meditate and find peace when I come home from work because you know work can be so stressful and it's hard to you know find the separation between work and your personal life and so when I come home it's like I leave I try my best to leave work at work and you know my greenhouse in the back is kind of where I find peace and I sit there for a few minutes and kind of just go over the thoughts of the day or you know meditate for a little bit or like check out my plants and in a way it just brings me peace I have no idea why but it does and it's it's yeah. been really, really helpful too. Mm-hmm. I was reading something the other day on this article, and it was saying that um, people who have plants are seventy percent more creative than. Oh, uh, is than that true? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I could become a painter if I could just get more plants <laughs> in the house. You know, what else yeah. could I possibly yeah. be doing? I have plant plenty of plants outside and I I mm-hmm. too I don't know what it is. It's just watching something grow. One of my favorite yeah. plants, I, I don't know the the actual name of it, but the nickname mm-hmm. of it is called a prayer plant. Oh yeah, girl, I have one of those. I know I love those and the leaves fold up when it when it gets dark. Yeah. And I Isn't that the coolest it like thing? I it's the coolest thing. It's just like a reminder mm-hmm. that 
plants are really alive. So yeah. what do you think if somebody is just starting on this wellness journey and they're saying, okay, I'm trying to get my life together, you know, mm -hmm. and um, I want to, I definitely want to dive more into a holistic lifestyle. What are mm -hmm. a few things that they can do just to get started? Well, some of the stuff that we just talked about, like mindfulness practices, I think, you know, just not trying to push yourself so much, but trying to incorporate mindfulness, meditation, you know, as much as or as little as you can during the week, even just taking a walk outside and, you know, kind of clearing your mind when stepping away from your seat every so often that also helps me. So that's a really good thing to remember during the day that like go outside, you know, take a walk, get your mind off of things, you know, see what is, you know, like nature is very fulfilling for me and nature is also very helpful for me. And I'm sure for a lot of other people being around nature and being outside in the sun, it's very healing. And so just being mm -hmm. outside for a little bit of time is, is great to start. As for, you know, your health journey, like start small. If you want, if your end goal is to become a vegan or even try it for a little bit, start small. You know, take, stop, like each week maybe eliminate one food, like maybe cheese for this week. And next week, maybe milk and just kind of slowly, you know, start removing those items from your, you know, food source. And slowly over time, your body just gets used to it. And yeah. I don't crave dairy. I, have, I haven't had whole milk in I don't even know how long. And I don't even crave <laughs> it anymore, you know. Yeah. So it's, it's slowly mm -hmm. taking those items out of your, you know system and then just letting your body kind of slowly you know get into the groove of not having that certain type of food in your life and eventually it will you know get used to it and you know there's so many other options out there if you're looking for a vegan cheese there's an entire aisle at the grocery store that you know has so many different brands of vegan cheese that you could substitute with in the meantime if cheese is something that you know you can't live without you know? Yeah. And so just kind yeah. of just starting small and doing one or two things at a time, you know, and then just slowly getting into it. And then for the most part, your body will get used to it. And I think the journey will be a little bit easier for you instead of just going cold turkey and, you know, eliminating everything at once. And they say it takes 21 days to form a habit. So give it at least a month before you come back and say, you know, this is not what I want. And you, there's mm -hmm. always, you know, time to change. You can, you know, reevaluate and, you know, make different changes. And so it's all just, yeah. you know, very little at a time. So it's not like shocking to the body. That's right. That's right. Because yeah. that is probably what makes people give up so quickly is they're mm -hmm. trying to do everything. They're like, okay, I'm going to lose weight. And I got to lose 30 pounds by next Friday. So I'm just not going to eat anything but water and lettuce. And you're like, no, I doesn't make sense. <laughs> you're not going to be able to handle that. So just yeah. take some baby steps. Yeah, uh, answer steps. this exactly. right here. If I knew then what I know now, fill in the blank. If I knew then what I know now. So I, it, this, 
for me in regards to reproductive health. Uh, I haven't mentioned this, but I am on a, a fertility journey right now. And, you know, it's been like this for several years. So if I knew what I know now and I could tell my younger self would be to get a fertility assessment done in my 20s. And wow. we as women, you know, nowadays are waiting a little bit longer to have children. You know, we're waiting to figure out our careers, you know, to have, a, you know, get married or what it, whatever it is. We're waiting until we're kind of in our early to mid 30s before we even think about having children. And had I known that having children in your 30s would be a little bit more difficult than in your 20s, I would have gotten myself assessed in my 20s to figure out things like your hormone levels and your ovarian reserve, which is essentially the number of eggs that you have left in your body for the rest of your life. And these are important yeah. things if, you know, having children is something that you want in your future. And also, if I had known that it would be this difficult now, then I probably would have thought about egg freezing in my 20s and yeah. kind of, you know, investing in my future in a way. Because as as the years go by, you're, it just gets more and more difficult to have kids. And so yeah. I wish I had known and been educated in my 20s about these different options that they have now that, you know, yeah. I could have, you know, taken advantage of in my 20s. And I just really want other women out there to know that there's so many different options in your 20s. And you, you may not be ready, which a lot of women aren't, you know, and there's options for you to figure out where you want to go later on in life so that mm -hmm. you can prepare for that. That mm -hmm. is so good. Being prepared. Yeah. It's just about being aware and knowing. That's so good. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Is there a quote or a scripture that helps you to get through a tough time? I do. I have a quote, and it's very easy. And it goes, every morning is a new day. Take a breath and start over. And I feel yeah. like this has helped me so much in my life because, you know, tough times really don't last forever. And those feelings do fade away eventually over time. And I feel like this quote is so good because every day we kind of get to start over completely. Like you get to choose how you want your day to be and you get to decide yeah. the feelings that you have that day. So the ability to get to start fresh completely the next day is, it's very, you know, helpful and knowing that I don't have to stay in this, you know, feeling or this, um, you know, way today. Like I can choose how I want to feel. And so That's knowing so that has really helped me get through, you know, a lot of my tough times. I will need to print that on a t-shirt. <laughs> I actually have it on like a little magnet um, on my refrigerator. <laughs> I love it I, because it's so true. And we need to see that, you know, as a reminder that this is, it's just temporary. It's, it's sometimes exactly. it doesn't feel like it's temporary, but it really is. Um, I always end my interviews asking my guests to share an affirmation and it starts with, I am. Okay. Let's see. Uh, I am very blessed because I think about a lot of 
my journey through health and wellness. And even though, you know, I've had a lot of bumps in the road with, you know, what I've been going through, I still feel very, very blessed in life. And I think about, you know, the fact that I'm alive and I have an amazing support system. I have friends and family and my husband that, you know, have been helping me through this journey. And so I feel truly blessed to have them supporting and this opportunity to kind of live life and build relationships and set examples for other people, you know, so they can also, you know, flourish in their health and wellness journey as well. Yes. And thank you for, Mm -hmm. you know, blessing others with your knowledge and your experiences that are really helping others to live this holistic lifestyle and to build these wellness habits that, you know, are changing lives. I want to mm-hmm. encourage you all to follow um, Dow. What Can you tell everybody where they can go to follow you? Yes. So you can visit my website. It's Wealthy Being and it's spelled W-T or W-H-E-A. L-T-Y-B-B-E-I-N-G.com. And my Instagram is the same thing at Instagram. You can also follow my Facebook page. It's the same same uh, wealthy being name. And I usually am very um, open on there. So if you ever have questions or want to talk about something specific, please just send me a DM. I am always available to chat. So, yep, that's where you can find me. Yay! And you will love out her blog. I mean, you want to know about sustainable living and fitness <laughs> recipes, her plants. You know, you know, just the the different things that she's doing with her active lifestyle. And you might even see a couple of cats on her page. And we all love cats. So yes, I do. <laughs> I do sure love cats. <laughs> Make sure that you check her out. Thank you so much for being a part of Respect My Crown, the podcast. I appreciate you. And when I get to Austin, I'm going to come visit very yes, soon. Please come visit me. I would love to uh, like hang out and like show you around all like Austin has to offer. Promise to make me some vegan macaroni. Yes, girl. <laughs> and I'll be vegan. we'll eat some vegan macaroni <laughs> cheese. <laughs> you are too good. Like my crown, the podcast. I'm Jillian JJ Simmons. Have a beautiful day.